وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما there are only five places in the Quran in which Allah Azza wa Jal mentions our beloved Prophet by name. This is one of the beautiful constellations, one of many that we find hidden within the Quran. When a person first looks up at the sky carpeted with so many beautiful stars in the middle of the desert, the first thing that strikes you is the immediate beauty. And then over time, you start to notice patterns here and there. And then when you take things a step further and you start to study more about the stars, you learn more about the constellations. One of these specific passages is in Surah Al-Ahzab. And towards the end of this passage, Allah mentions regarding the Prophet himself, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya ayyuhan nabi, inna arsalnaka shahidan wa mubashiran wa nadira. Allah mentions three, three different roles of the Prophet in this ayah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah addresses him directly, individually. Ya ayyuhan nabi, we have sent you. Allah uses the royal we. We have sent you. As three different things. Ya ayyuhan nabi, inna. We sent you as a witness. We sent you as a deliverer of good news. And we sent you as a warner. Consistently throughout the Quran, you find the good news mentioned before the bad news. In this type of reference. Regarding the Prophet himself, regarding the Prophets in general. You find the good news consistently mentioned first, but immediately following it, there have to be parameters, there have to be boundaries. Just because there's good news, doesn't mean there's a lack of boundaries. Allah mentions three things here regarding the Prophet The first key role, you have been sent as a witness. One time the Prophet he he asked Abdullah bin Mas'ud, a great companion in many areas of the Islamic sciences, a very early convert to Islam He asked him to recite the Qur'an to him. Imagine this, the Prophet himself, the one who the Qur'an is sent to, is asking Abdullah bin Mas'ud to recite Qur'an to him. Because the Prophet loves to hear the recitation of the Qur'an. 
So Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mas'ud decided to recite from the beginning of Surah An-Nisa. And he kept going and going and going. Until he got to ayah 41. And in this ayah, Allah mentions regarding the Prophet. Regarding Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And how will it be when you're brought forth as a witness against your own community? The Prophet was weeping and he asked Abdullah bin Mas'ud to please stop. The Prophet was affected by the Qur'an. His heart would be shaken by the Qur'an. This is the month of Qur'an, but are we being shaken by it? Are we being affected by it? There's no question there's immense barakah, blessing, reward in reading the Qur'an abundantly, listening abundantly, no question. But we're supposed to take it to a higher level. And what is that higher level? It's to take these ideas, to take the theory and put it into practice in our own lives. Primarily, as best we can, in connection with our character. Think of who Sayyidina Aisha is, when she was asked after the Prophet passed away about him, when she was asked about him, what, what was her beautifully succinct expression? His character was the Qur'an. His character was the Qur'an He was like a Qur'an that walked on the face of the earth. The main thing she highlighted was his character. So if we're reading the Qur'an abundantly, which is good, no question. If we're listening abundantly, that's good, no question. But if we're constantly reading about rahmah, about mercy, kindness, compassion, but then we have no rahmah toward, towards our spouses, towards our kids, towards community members, towards the imam, the qadi, the shaykh, so on and so forth. How much am I being affected by the Qur'an? It's prophetic to be deeply affected by the Qur'an. It's a sign of your iman to be affected by the Qur'an. <coughs> Allah describes this as one of the qualities of the believers at the beginning of Surah Al-Anfal. وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Their hearts are affected, they're shaken. When it comes to the Qur'an, when it comes to the remembrance of Allah, it's not just lip service. It's not just the shell, it's not just the outward. It's also the inward. Both have to be tethered together. Both have to be connected together. In this passage in Surah Al-Ahzab, Allah first describes the Prophet as a witness. There's good news within this, there's also the bad news within this. If we step up to the plate and we try to live the Qur'an as best we can, then the Qur'an will be a witness in our favor. The Prophet will witness in our favor But if we have the information, if we have the news, if we've received the message, but then everything in our character points in the exact opposite direction, we're going to be judged based upon our realities, not our claims. Claims have their time and their place, yes. Identity externally has its time and its place, no question. But it's supposed to permeate further. It's supposed to permeate deeply. It's supposed to affect the heart of the believer. Technically in the Qur'an, Allah mentions two groups of people who said the same thing. But there's a huge difference between these two groups. Both groups said their Lord is Allah. For example, Surah Fusilat, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا That's the key. 
There are those who say our Lord is Allah and they remain steadfast. They live that claim. Those words affect their reality. They internalize that claim. What does it mean, Rabbuna Allah? How does that change me for the better? How does that motivate me to do more good and less bad? Am I affected by my claim when I say my Lord is Allah? Or is it just a claim? If it's just a claim without the key ingredient, which synthesizes everything together, then we have to take a step back and cross-analyze ourselves. Because there's another group in the Qur'an, Allah says, They likewise made a claim, but Allah Himself is saying, their claim has no merit with me. They said the words, La ilaha illallah. We have a beautiful hadith from the Prophet the best statement that I have said and the prophets before me, La ilaha illallah. It's a lofty statement. But Allah is saying here, there are people, they say it, but there's nothing else that connects them to La ilaha illallah. And you look at the, the different signs of hypocrisy, so many of them have to do with lapses in character, lapses in character, lapses in character. Over and over and over. They're dishonest, they betray trust, they have two faces. When, when there's a, a, a disagreement, they explode. They use foul language, so on and so forth. So what needs to happen is to take a step back and deeply reflect, how am I doing in connection with this role of the Prophet Allah describes the Prophet, you're sent as a witness. Okay, what am I doing to back up my claim? What am I doing to live my shahada? What's the second role that Allah mentioned regarding the Prophet First, there's the good news. There's always the good news. And even when you compare Mubashira wa Nadira, there's far more emphasis and weight given to the good news even than the bad news. But both are still there. There's the glad tidings and there's the warning. This is the, the beautiful divine balance of the Qur'an. You can't have one without the other. As we comb through the Qur'an with a fine-tooth comb during this blessed month of the Qur'an, anywhere you find Jannah, either before or after, you find Jahannam, and vice versa. Every Friday we connect with Surah Al-Kath, look all the way at the end. If Allah mentions one, Allah mentions the other. Soon after that, There's always this pendulum that swings from good to bad. Bad meaning the warning. There's the warning, you don't want to end up here. There's the good, you do want to end up here. So there's this concern of the believer. There are these two wings, as Imam Ibn al-Qayyid mentioned, regarding the heart of the believer. He gave a beautiful example. He compared the heart of the believer to the example of a bird. The two wings are hope and fear. But the head of that bird is love for Allah Azza wa Jal. That's the primary motivator. But those wings have to be there, and they have to be equal, they have to be balanced. Nobody would board an airplane if there was only one wing and not two. Nobody. What if one wing was half the size of the other? Nobody. It doesn't matter if it's the left side, it's smaller than the right side, or the opposite. They have to be even in order for it to work. The believer constantly is aware of their internal state. And they're constantly reflecting internally, how am I doing in terms of my reality? 
interacting with these three roles of the Prophet especially in the month of the Qur'an. The Prophet was sent as a witness. He was sent as a deliverer of glad tidings, a giver of good news. How does that impact us? When people see us, do they feel happy to see us? Do they, do they feel like they're in a, in a better state when they see us? Look at how the Sahaba, how did they feel when they'd be around the Prophet When they were with him, they felt overjoyed. And if they were away from him, they, they felt a sense of, 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 of not detachment, but they, they felt like something was missing until they were once again in the presence of the Prophet That's the nature of the Prophet. When people were around him, he would uplift them. That was his nature, How is our character? What is the vibe that we put out? How are we doing as it relates to these ayat in real life? Not just the reading and the listening, but reflecting and practicing as best we can. And then what's the third of the three rules? Wanadira. The Prophet was also a warner. And him being a warner does not negate whatsoever the description that Allah Himself gives regarding him. You were not sent for any reason, period, whatsoever, except as a mercy to all of creation. Mankind, jinn, all of creation. The Prophet being a warner does not negate the fact that he's a mercy to mankind. It's actually contained within it. Is it not rahma that the Prophet gave us a warning? Don't continue going in that direction. You're going to fall off a cliff. Would you rather know that the cliff is coming or not? Of course. So he did us a favor. He did his part, But are we doing our part to meet him halfway? He did his part to deliver the message. Have we received the message? And if we have, how is it transforming us for the better from the inside out? The primary description that Sayyidah Aisha, who was not only his wife, but was also a faqiha, also a scholar, an incredible scholar. The primary description she gave of Nabi was his character. His character was the Qur'an. May Allah help us to connect deeply with the Qur'an this month. We ask Allah to make it something that transforms us all for the better. We ask Allah to fill our hearts with rahmah, with kindness, with compassion, with grace, with good character, and we seek refuge in Allah from its opposite. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Aqul Qani Hada Astaghfirullah Amin Al-Kuta Sabiru Innahu Bwal Ghafur. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. As-salatu wassalamu ala rasulahu ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Innallahu wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabiyya iwa al-ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam What does Allah say after this ayah? Again, Allah references, Allah mentions, Allah addresses the Prophet directly in the singular form. Ya ayyuhal nabi, inna arsalnaka shahida wa mubashira wa nadira when Allah uses the royal we, we're supposed to pay extra attention. Look at how Allah uses the royal we. This is something in Old English as well. How does Allah use the royal we throughout the Qur'an? إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ 
وما أدراك ما ليلة القدر ليلة القدر خير من ألف شهر ليلة القدر is so significant Allah gave us an entire month every year because of that one Allah could have told us this is when the night is and do extra good that night and, and during the day and, and that would be sufficient Allah didn't do that Allah gave us an entire month this entire boot camp this entire month for us to reset and recalibrate in connection with Him. Allah is inviting us back to Him. After Allah mentions these three roles of the Prophet ﷺ, you were sent as a witness and a deliverer of good news and as a warner. Shahidan wa mubashira wa nadira. Look at what comes after that. In this ayah, Allah mentions three roles of the Prophet A, B, and C. And what follows so perfectly A and B and C. What is A in connection with the Prophet ﷺ being sent as a witness? The da'wah of the Prophet. He delivered his message. What about regarding B, regarding the good news? What do we find regarding B here? Allah further illustrates. Very quickly, Allah mentions A, B, C. And then for A, Allah gives us more. And then regarding B, Allah illustrates more. And regarding C, Allah illustrates more. Look at how Allah describes the kafirin and munafiqin. They're constantly causing harm. They're constantly a thorn in people's sides. They're constantly preventing people from good. What a powerful way for Allah to begin Surah Muhammad. Allah mentions here regarding the good news, excuse me, regarding the, the, his role of delivering the message. How does Allah dive into that a bit deeper? After Allah says, Shahidan wa mubashiran wa nadira, Allah gives us more. More content, more reflection. That the Prophet was sent as someone who would call to Allah. When Allah mentions by his leave, because Allah allows it to happen in the Quran, it's always in connection with something very significant. How significant is the da'wah of the Prophet, the invitation of the Prophet? That's what da'wah is. You don't invite somebody to your house for iftar by attacking them and then you wonder why they don't show up. You invite them gently with the best of character and you want to smile. And then in connection, in connection with that visit, you want to prepare. You want everything to be clean. You want the food to be prepared. You want to, you want to offer the best. Look at how Allah describes the da'wah of the Prophet Allah describes him as a luminous lamp or lantern. Siraj and Munira, the term Siraj has to do with the sun. Munir has to do with the moon. So regarding the daytime and the nighttime, the best example is who? The Prophet The Prophet is his his methodology, his his way, his character was consistent like the sun. You don't wake up wondering, are we gonna see the sun today? Not in this part of the world. Alaska maybe, but here no. It's consistent, year-round. 
The sun is very powerful. It's necessary. It's very beneficial. But one thing about the sun, you can't comfortably look at it. Sirajat Munira. You find Sahaba describing the Prophet they would look at his face, they would look at the full moon. Again, this is pre-electricity. And after looking back and forth, they would say that his face was more beautiful than the full moon. There's the benefit of the sun. And there's the beauty of the moon. That's his da'wah. So what's our da'wah? Does it reflect that? Some people, they go and attack other people, and then they wonder, how come I'm not getting through to them? Well, whose footsteps are you following? Because if you follow the prophetic formula, then sooner or later, something is going to change for the better. From day one, you have Abu Bakr accepting Islam. 20 years later, Abu Sufyan accepts Islam. The Prophet was consistent throughout. Some people, for some people, it takes more time. But the Prophet remained consistent on Islam. That's regarding his da'wah. That's regarding, he'll, he'll bear witness either for or against. What are we preparing for them? And then regarding the deliverer of good news. This is how Allah elaborates further. And give glad tidings to the believers. There's this huge reward that's waiting for them. And then what about, there's A, B, and C. What about C? What, what about the warning? Don't let them get to you. Don't let them get to you. Allah is going to take care of them. From Allah, this is a threat. Allah is telling the Prophet, don't. These people, they, they, they keep poking and prodding and, and, and causing you harm. What does Allah say at the end of Surah Al-Hijr? We will take care of the mockers. Allah only mentions that threat in that form regarding those who would mock the Prophet. What's the conclusion for me, first and foremost, and all of us here? When we go through, this was just a few lines of the Quran. When we go through the Quran, when we read it, when we reflect upon it, when we listen to it, in prayer, outside of prayer, how is it affecting you? A person. They may not weep every time they hear the Qur'an. Weeping aside, internally, in their heart of hearts, is anything changing? Is anything being affected? Are they responding to the wake-up call? From who? From Allah Azza wa We ask Allah to make it easy for us to follow in the footsteps of the Prophet as best we can, We ask Allah to overlook our shortcomings and we ask Allah to accept our efforts we ask Allah to make this a month that is truly transformative for all of us here we ask Allah to bring us closer to Him and we ask Allah to protect us from distancing ourselves from Him we ask Allah to make it easy for us to emulate the Prophet as best we can regarding his empathy and character, kindness, compassion, and balance. We ask Allah to make it easy for us to do so. We ask Allah to forgive all of us. We ask Allah to forgive our loved ones. We ask Allah to make it easy for us to come closer to him little by little by little during this blessed month. And we ask Allah for tawfiq to help us not only to do a lot of good in this month, but to carry some of it over into the next month and throughout the year and throughout the rest of our lives as well. Amir Abdul Alameen. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasna wa fi al-akhirati hasna wa fi al-adhaab al-nar. Rabbana la tu'akhidna in nasina aw aqtatna. Rabbana wa la tahmil alayna isran kama hamiltahu ala al-ladhina min qablina. 
ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين وأكرم الصلاة. الله أكبر 
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله سمع الله لمن حمده Shahada, two of two of them, and Imam Bilal and uh, 
doctor may think they can decide. Maybe they can take one and one. And Brother Abdullah is outside. We have a couple of slots left for the Aftar. And this blessed of months, take that opportunity and sign up for the Aftar if you want. These are the two brothers who want to take the Hadam. Thank <laughs> you. 